0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 112 of Midweek Metagame. I'm HaramTG, joined by my one regular co-host this week, Gabriel Nassif. Hey, what's up, everyone? And we also have a very special guest. I think one of the most shouted out names on this podcast. We're obviously joined by the famous Magic the Gathering streamer. I guess also potential professional player, Aspiring Spike. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I think for uh longtime listeners of the podcast, you know Spike came on in the past uh, talking about Blue Eye Control and how he won a PTQ about a year and a half ago, I believe. But today, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the trophy race, here to talk about modern, uh, and just all our favorite decks in the format right now. And I think Gab might be talking a bit of a historic towards the end of this episode. But before we get into things, as always, you know, the podcast is sponsored by Card Market. Um... If you don't know what Card Market is, they're a marketplace online to buy anything Magic the Gathering or card game related. You can buy singles, accessories, you can sell on there. They're an amazing website um, and go check them out, cardmarket.com or cardmarket.eu. And they've also asked me to tell you a lot that they're now selling flesh and blood singles. So I mean, they're just expanding their range as well. So shout out to Card Market, they support the cast. If you personally would like to support the podcast, do it at patreon.com slash midweekmetagame. No pressure to do so, but you know what? I just want to get straight into it aspiring spike special guest you know i've mentioned um over the past few episodes i've been watching a lot of the trophy race on magical line i'm sure a lot of people listening know what it is but for those who don't know what it
1: is what is this trophy race that you're hosting on your live stream well i don't know if i'm necessarily hosting the entire race as much as i uh, am uh competing in it but i uh it's the 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 history is like maybe a little weird where, like, a year ago, me and Doomwake, another streamer, had, like, this kind of friendly competition where we were just trying to see who could get more trophies. And Doomwake absolutely crushed me. Uh, it was it was kind of fun and cool. And um, I uh, I like to watch a lot of... The, the, like, the real inception, in my mind, of wanting to do it a little bit bigger after that was... Uh, I'd like to watch a lot of Dark Souls streamers, a lot of Dark Souls challenge runners. Uh, it's really cool to see how they always have, like, an end goal in mind on their streams, mm-hmm. where they want to, like, beat, like, every... Like, all the Dark Souls games in a row without taking a hit. Is something they work towards for, like, a long period of time. And I always thought that that was really cool. And I was thinking, man, I really wish I had something like that to play for when I was, like, getting up on the stream. And uh, just, like, to be the top of the... The trophy board on the modern queues that seemed like something I could try to go for, and then I did it once before uh, <clears throat> earlier last year, uh, and I ended up getting second place, losing to Brazilian Grinder Y principe? I had forty-two trophies. Prince had forty-four, and like the next place, I was like in the thirties or something. Um, and so I took a I took a season off, and I decided to do it again this season, especially because it's like, um, you know, it's a ninety-day period is like the longest break between releases it felt like a good time to focus on something because there's not like a new set release or anything to focus on so this was a good good like outlet (coughs) good outlet for me to like find and get to do something rather than just waiting for set releases to get to brew with new cards um and it's been it's been pretty crazy there's been it's like this deepens the race. I didn't expect there to be like still like four players competing really hard. It's me, demonic tutors, misplaced ginger, and then Brazilian grinder, uh, Menino Ne. Um, and uh, it's been been really really intense this this season. I was not expecting it to be this crazy.
2: Yeah. What's your what's your schedule like? How many how many leagues a day do you play? How many hours a day do you play? Do you take breaks? Uh, it kind of depends.
1: <clears throat> um, I feel like this, like last season, I was pretty bad about taking breaks. I, I I really kind of felt burned out. I would, would do the regular stream and then I would like grind off stream, like through lunch. And I would, you know, work on my channel, fireball content. Um, But like this, this, this season, I'm better. If I really feel like I need to take a break, I just take a break and, you know, do anything else. I would say my, my average, my average day during the week is that I am do, like, the, the regular, like, six-hour stream. And then I usually take a nap right after the stream. And I wake up, and then I eat. And then if I have Channel Fireball content to do that day, I maybe play one league after the stream um, and just focus on the Channel Fireball content after. And if I don't have Channel Fireball stuff, I'll probably do, like, four or five leagues off stream, something like that.
2: Damn. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah.
1: And then like usually Sundays, Sundays I don't usually stream at all. And I'll play like I'll just play most of that day off stream grinding too. Yeah, kind of chill,
2: have something yeah. open on the side, clicking <laughs> away on, on Magic Online. How how long have you been streaming for? Um
1: let's see, I started I started like right after the release of Modern Horizons 1. Um so maybe like two and a half years. And yeah, because
2: you you ha- you had a quote unquote real job, right? Yeah,
1: I, I did. I did. Yeah, I got I got laid off towards the beginning of uh, towards the beginning of COVID in like a May or June of twenty twenty.
2: Oh wow! I did, Okay, I didn't realize. I thought you just because I'm assuming you were streaming, semi, yeah, semi seriously while still having the job, and then I figured yeah, you just yeah. kind of. Yeah,
1: I I I had like very recently. In my streaming career, got to the point where, like, man, I could actually pay my bills just from the stream. I wouldn't have, you know, much money left over, but it's pretty cool. I had that thought like a week before I got laid off. (laughs) And, uh, you know, thankfully the stream continued to grow after that and things have been pretty smooth for like a year and a half after
2: that. Yeah. I mean, you've been putting in the work, you know, like insane, insane hours, insane content, just top, top modern content. So I don't know. I feel like, especially if you're not starting from scratch, it pays off yeah. like your viewership, even smaller, like recently, eyelash TV. She's just been putting in the hours, the work, the content, and it's kind of already paying off. She made partner and stuff. So if you're, I mean, if you're starting from scratch, it's probably like tough and maybe you need a little luck and catch a few breaks, but no, no, that's, that's awesome like- anyways.
1: I feel like I've been in the right place at the right time a lot in my career, too. Like, you recognized my username, and you rated me very early into my in my streaming career. And that was, like, the first, like, big jump in viewers I had. And uh, then, like, I also feel like I was in a really just lucky position where I was one of the top Modern-only streamers right before Modern Horizons 2. Yeah. Which, just, like how, like, how could anybody have predicted how crazy Modern Horizons 2 would have been, you know? Yeah, um, I I feel like that was also really lucky for me to be in that position too.
2: Yeah, so so how does it compare uh, doing what you do now compared to your old job? Is it night um, and day or is it yeah still like?
1: Because I have no, day, I yeah. need
2: I need you need to like tell me because I need to, you know, I'm not <laughs> sure how I would do if I did a read shop. So I'm I'm kind of curious. <laughs> well, I I was an IT
1: guy at a university and I was also like grinding my bachelor's degree. And the people I worked with were really nice and and sweet. I was uh, I was in the the nursing department at the university. I was their IT guy. So it was a lot of like old women who had like you know weren't very good with technology, and they're all really nice. But the like actual work itself was really boring and tedious, and it was not something I wanted to do um, uh, for my career. So I was I was in school to become a high school English teacher, and I was kind of nearing the end of my degree. And I decided that I might just take like one semester to like grind Twitch while working because if I don't try now, I'm never going to try. And like I remember I had like a few conversations with my partner and she like really, really encouraged me. Yeah, just, just give it a semester. Just just try Twitch streaming. You should do it. You play Magic all the time. You're really good. You should try it. And um, I, really, I really, really love streaming. Streaming is really, really fun. It's really rewarding. I get that kind of like outlet of getting to like help people with the game and help people improve that um i kind of wanted to do with teaching it it feels it feels a lot like teaching does except i get to you know yell at the chat instead of uh uh you know have to follow a lot of rules yeah Um, yeah but it's great i love it
2: no i agree i really like it sometimes i don't want to (laughs) stream and have to force myself but then when i'm streaming i'm almost always have a good time uh once in a blue moon, I mean, you have a really bad stream mm-hmm. and you'll lose and you're in a bad mood and chat's being like, kind of whatever. And maybe, but do you, do you ever get that that feeling where you have to force yourself to start streaming but then when you, or not even that?
1: Um, I feel like usually when I start the stream, and like every day is a new day and I usually start off feeling really good. Okay. But, some, but sometimes like the stream does go bad and I could just feel like everything deteriorating and my... I, uh, you know, it it gets worse as time goes, but I don't think I've had too many days where I've woke up and I'm like, I don't want to stream today.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I find it funny, you said you wanted to be a teacher, because I also want to be a teacher as well. So I think it's kind of like the idea that you have a special way of talking, maybe, and communicating your thoughts. And I think that's why, like, a lot of magic content creators actually are teachers like i think pleasant kenobi as well was a teacher before mm. he went full-time so i think that's a very good quality i guess for those listening if you're a teacher maybe maybe you got what it <laughs> takes already you got the natural skill
2: i've always thought i would want to be kind of a basketball coach or something for maybe kids or teenagers if i didn't uh i don't know i don't know if i would actually enjoy it and be good at it but i've always had that thought i, in I, my can, mind. I can
1: see you doing that
2: yeah <laughs>
0: I think you didn't mention, but um, you 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 run like
1: punishments for yourself if you don't do well in the trophy race or something. Am I right? <laughs> oh yeah, I totally forgot. Um, okay, so so last time, uh, the first trophy race I did, I set a bet where if I didn't finish first place in the trophy race, I would gift four hundred subs, uh, to my chat, which was which is like uh two thousand dollars, but it would be like half back to me, um and i did lose and i ended up giving gifting those 400 subs to prince instead of uh, instead of to myself at the end there but this time this time i wanted it to be a bit different not just like throwing a lot of money i feel like that wasn't quite as fun as it could have been um so this time i commissioned three real life trophies it cost me like 500 bucks for all three like a giant gold one and then a silver and a third place one for that and i i'm going to be shipping them out too to um for second and third place of the race Ideally, I'll be handing one of them to myself. <laughs> um Benino uh, uh, Day lives in Brazil, so the shipping on that one's gonna be pretty expensive. I'm pretty sure he's gonna get one. Um, then, but I also have a secondary bet this time to where if I'm not in first place at the end of the race, I have to get a mullet haircut. Which is uh and I have to keep it for a month too. Oh damn. Which is yeah, which is a big <laughs> I don't know, I feel like it's a big punishment, especially because I have to stream with the mullet for whole month too but it's also you know kind of like goofy and funny i think like shaving shaving the hair is like a little too giving the heads a little too easy a little too free
0: but i mean right now you're wearing a hat are you allowed to wear a hat during this month
1: or is it like you gotta have um the hairstyle exposed i think i'll i think during the stream i'll have the hairstyle exposed and if I end up going and ever leaving my house during that month i'll i'll probably wear a hat <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got
0: you that makes sense yeah. okay well i think honestly like the difference between i would say gab and i kind of stick to very similar lists like control and blue but whenever i watch your stream you're always brewing you know playing with loads of different color combinations you know i think that's why personally i thought you you're so successful you stream so much and you stream a diverse of deck uh you know diverse amount of decks and stuff you know um what's kind of your perspective on the format right now in terms of like what are the top decks cuz I presume someone who's always making new decks, you know what you should build your deck to beat right now. And what do you think, like, are the decks in Modern that you're trying to beat when you're building a deck?
1: Well, I feel like right now things are a little weird. Mm -hmm. Where, let's say that last week, last week it was, like, all Hammer Time and Grixis, especially in the leagues. It was, Mm -hmm. like, you could really expect to play, like, three of your five matches against either Hammer Time or Grixis against, like, against, you know, in any of your given leagues. Um... But I think we're seeing like a little bit of a shift, which makes sense with that with that dynamic where uh, living end has become super popular. Uh, I played against Gab today, actually, who was on on living end. Um, but uh, living end is very good against both Shadow and Hammer, in my opinion, and um, I think it's really natural for living end to uh, pick up in popularity. Living end is also like good against a lot of the other secondary decks that are picking up in popularity. Uh, Tron is like weirdly popular at the moment. It is good against Grixis. It's not so good against Hammer. But Hammer, <clears throat> I think Hammer is starting to see less play because it, it really just Hammer has a nightmare matchup against Living End. It is it is like so hard for uh, Hammer to beat Living End, in my experience. Um, so, so I feel I feel like, I feel like uh, Living End and, and Shadow are the two decks you'd most want to target, which is why I've been playing like some blue white control, some like different. Bant's Brews, I think, can be good against those shells, specifically, where you get like Endurance, Dovin's Veto, Solitude. Um, uh, the uh, Ephemerate Reanimator decks, I've also liked those a lot against like Living End and Hammer, but not so much Shadow, but I've been doing well with those recently as well. Mm-hmm. I've also been playing a, a, lot of, a lot of Murktide lately, where... Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think blue eye control is good, it's not that popular. Uh, four color omnath is also not that popular at the moment either. At least in the leagues, uh, you might see a shift in that going forward since it did do really well in the challenges. But I haven't played against it in the league in a, in a little bit of, a little while. Um, yeah, it, it really feels like we're in a, a very. Uh, a lot of things are changing in the metagame at the moment, in my opinion. It's it's hard to get like a good read because we're still mm. transitioning, in my opinion. Yeah, so you're constantly just changing the decks you
0: play because you see a wide range of decks. I mean, it makes
1: sense because if you play yeah. so much, you'll
0: constantly see different decks and the online meta changes so fast, so that makes sense. Gab, you were going to say something?
2: I was going to say I've been losing a lot to to Hammer Time with Living End. <laughs> and we're I, I, joking about it the other the other day, I was, I was doing well <coughs> in the challenge. I got paired against Hammer Time, and I was seeing how it's been a freak show lately. Every time I play this specific matchup, I get just freak draws, freak occurrence. And one <laughs> of the games actually went like 29 cards or 31 cards without seeing a Cascade card. With the map, it was like 1 in 300, and I lost that game. And then I made a few mistakes and lost the match. But I feel like the matchups got a bit tougher ever since they started splashing black for the discard and, and dark mm. confident. There was also a, a, a time where people had multiple spell bombs and even sometimes is Magistrate after sideboard. And that card's just incredibly hard to beat, especially if you don't expect it. So that was a little tough, but I agree right now, it should be a decent matchup. Most lists play just the one spell bomb in the sideboard. They have the few discard spells. You don't care too much about them the plus two, plus two, the blacksmith scale. But I've still been struggling in this matchup. Just, just the black splash helps them a, a bit for mm. sure. Confident puts you under the gun and and the discard spells can can get you. I think uh, I've been doing okay against Quicks if Shadow was living in, but I feel like this matchup should be pretty tough. I beat you today. I felt like the sideboard game should be really bad for me if you're playing the list was was Relic and all the spell pierce and the blood moons after sideboard. I'm not sure if you had blood moon every sideboard game or not, or if you still have them, but I felt like I got a little lucky, you know, maybe game one is decent for me. And after sideboard it, it looked like kind of a nightmare. But I, um, I was, I, was
1: yeah. I I didn't bring in the blood moons against you. I was thinking that um I was thinking that you would play around them pretty easily if you could just get the island and the forest and the like I didn't think the blood moons would be Good. I could. I could be wrong about that uh, yeah, dynamic no, of the matchup. Fair. Yeah. Um. I. I also. I also have found like. It is. It is if you like. If you don't have Ragavan, like you. It, you get overwhelmed on mana so easily in that matchup too. Obviously, if you have Ragavan, things get a lot easier. But um, it's like if you don't have Ragavan, you have nothing to play early. Maybe you have a channeler, maybe you don't. But um, it's just so e- you have to hold a two mana like the whole time for your counter magic and. I can lose to violent plus force of navigation. Yeah. The it's it could be a hard matchup to navigate.
2: Yeah, it's tough. I've played both sides of matchups. And actually today at one point you were keeping mana up and I actually didn't have the, the outburst, yeah. didn't have the cascade spells, but you still had to respect it, because why would I not have it? And had you just cast spells, you know, you, you might have had a better shot. So and I've been on the, the Merc Tide and it's the same thing, mm-hmm. you just have to keep mana up and you kind of get on. There's not, not much you can do, really. Just even GTO wise, I guess. I'm not sure if you I, th- ever I think it's close. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree, and I agree. Ragavan right? is scary. The <coughs> mana advantage. It is nice that there's not much you can hit, but the, the mana mm-hmm. advantage is is huge. Cool. Someone someone had a question for. You. Someone was asking why do you never play Living End and make me laugh. So mm-hmm. I figured I would ask you. Oh,
1: like I I do still try to. Even though I am trophy racing and I'm trying to be at the top of the leaderboard, I still do want to play deck list that I'm working on. Like the like the Murtad list I've been playing, I've been main decking Fury, and I've like been really really liking the main deck Fury in that list. Um, and so that's like something I've been working on. And I don't I don't love so much just like copying the stock list and playing them on stream because I just I just find that personally be like you know, not super engaging content if that makes sense.
2: No, I agree. I think it's amazing an amazing thing about what you're doing and what you can do when you just immerse yourself in a format is you can start you just know what's going on, you know what's going to work. You can just start brewing and I've I've missed that for sure because I've had to play decent bit of standard for the MPL and you know, I kind of spread thin on formats sometimes and I I you know, even when I start playing you know, modern for if I have like two or three weeks start playing modern, maybe all of a sudden I can start coming up with decks and ideas. And I think, you know, people can tell, people can tell how much work you put off stream in your list. You're not just showing up, loading up the deck list or playing the same deck like, you know, seven days in a row. And I think it pays off. I mean, you've been having like, what, 15, 1,800 viewers consistently. That's just so nuts. So it's... It's been it's been cool to see.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a really really wild year. <laughs> or I guess yeah. it's, you know, twenty twenty one was a really wild year.
2: I mean, it's basically. I mean, I've been there. I'm guessing it's all you do, right? You go to bed thinking about next yeah. You wake up excited about trying out. <laughs> yeah, I, I use, that's, that's I mean, all I do. Yeah, I, I miss that feeling. I mean, last time I feel like I've had that feeling, and I guess not that long ago, maybe testing for one of the online pts but that was the that was how it was when we were testing the, the testing house before the pts you know the two weeks before i was i would <laughs> i'd be like usually last one to go to bed mm-hmm. first one to wake up just i couldn't sleep I'd and it was bad because i'd do that for a week and then i would get sick i, I would literally get like physically sick towards the turn because i was probably lacking sleep and and i'd get to the turn and i would be like sick and not not be able to play to the best of my ability but yeah just non and i guess that's been what like two years been now two years and a half yeah
1: i'd yeah. I well i to be honest it, it, i've been like waking up and breathing magic for like the last like eight years like eight every year oh wow okay. yeah it's like it's it hasn't you know always been via the stream but uh you know it's just always been my favorite thing to do for the longest time. There was like, there was like a full year, me and my roommate, we would get out, we worked, we worked together, we get off our shift, we go home and we would play all the tier one decks in legacy for like five or six hours every single night for like an entire year. Um, And that was just our favorite thing to do. I've gone through periods of just like drafting a ton, a ton of like EDH and just different formats, just whatever I've been into at that time. And i I've, I've just never gotten burnt completely burned out on magic and there's just seems to be always something to focus my attention on and uh i i, w- I will say though is you know doing it full-time it's definitely been you know, even more than you know my just yeah. you know, doing it as a hobby
0: yeah mine's and... the complete opposite i just always net deck at most change like five <laughs> cards <laughs> i've never i've never i mean i think maybe there was some point where i'd like wake up and play magic that summer at school i've always had like school to do or whatever because i think i've been streaming for about like three and a half years now i'm like one year ahead of you spike but uh i've never been as uh intense with how (laughs) how determined you are to stream every day i i find personally like if I stream one day, the next day, I find it really hard to stream. I find I find it insane because, um, what is it? I find streaming magic is a lot harder than streaming, like, I don't know, Counter-Strike, for example. Like a video game because to me, it's more than a video game because you have to talk so much. You have to focus. So, like, your energy levels are insane. My respect for that is, like, so high, you know. Do, do you ever feel like, what does it feel like ending
1: a stream? Because I can barely do, like, a six-hour stream without feeling um... fully drained. I try to do a six hour stream sometimes a little more sometimes a little less mm-hmm. um but i i do i do feel usually pretty tired at the end of the stream like i like i mentioned earlier i, I usually take a nap like right after the stream just to oh, reju- mm-hmm. reju- rejuvenate and refresh a little bit um I, i've also talked about this a little bit and i i have a hard time articulating it but I'm, I'm a pretty intuitive player i like to like you know i'm very experienced with the format in like most games that i've played i've been in a lot of the similar situations so i can kind of autopilot a lot of my decisions not all of them but i can autopilot a lot of them and so i feel like i use one half of my brain to play magic and i use the other half of my brain to like talk to chat mm. that makes sense mm-hmm. so it, that makes it that makes it like a lot easier to save energy because i'm not like constantly switching back and forth i don't know if that makes sense i don't feel like i necessarily are
2: you know no yeah no way. absolutely no. yeah yeah no absolutely oh, does it. You're just using less of your brain power to to actually play the game, and can use it to talk with chat yeah. and whatnot.
0: Do you I, find that you play better off stream <laughs> than on stream, or is there no difference for you?
1: Yeah, it's 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 way less distracting to play off stream. I I definitely feel like I play better off stream. Yeah, yeah. I think most people sense. do. I don't I don't know if you guys feel that way too. No, definitely.
0: I feel like I'm pl- like. I feel like a lot of, a lot of um, mistakes that I make are just like I'm talking to Twitch chat, I'm reading something and then I just make a bad play and I'm like, oh, I would never do that. But a lot of people misunderstand that it's like I'm only playing with 40% of my, with my brain because like, I'm trying to focus on keeping the dead air filled and, and stuff like that. So I, I really hate streaming with the, pr- with the idea of like, I want to win because I feel like I can't focus on winning. When I have like a hundred people trying to question me,
2: yeah, you definitely get distracted. It's, it's like the dumb mistakes because you got distracted, and also just general being able to use yeah your full full attention to what's mm-hmm. going on, and things through the lines. Now for sure, my results are not much better when I'm when I'm not streaming or when I focus. You know, I've done pretty well in the MPL, just off stream so i think that yeah you no know, for sure i i could relate to when you were talking earlier about having something to play for that trophy race because mm. i'm not sure what how how i would do if there was nothing to look forward to when i started streaming i was always trying to play the formats for the next gps or the next pts even though i wasn't um you know really trying to to be a professional player. It was kind of my angle, you know, It's like, okay, I'm going to be the, because when I started streaming, there was basically no pro players who were streaming. So I was like, okay, that's going to be kind of my thing. I'm the, you know, kind of semi-pro, just pretty, it was good at that. I'm like, you know, and I mean, I guess now there's more professional streamers who stream, but I don't know how I would keep going if there was not something to look forward to. And And very recently I've been, Maybe a little, I mean, a little hard time um, just having being motivated, I guess, because of everything that happened was OP. Even though I think they did a good job for for the upcoming year, the whole like Arena Championships feeding into Worlds, I feel like it's it's not a ton of tournaments, but the structure makes sense and everyone has a shot, and I feel like it's balanced. And they just hired Huey, so that's kind of giving me hope. But it's still kind of been a little tough for me lately just because of you know the past two three years of MPL and all the things we know so um yeah i could i could relate to to the trophy race and do, do you do you do you want to do you have have you thought of the stream in maybe like six months or a year a couple of years about what would happen and when they start having tournaments again um you know playing yeah. other formats than modern maybe i i i d- I definitely
1: like, like, you're absolutely right. The trophy race is largely a way for me to have a goal, you know, and a goal to work towards. And I, I don't always want the race to be that goal. And also like you're touching on organized play is so hard to, to focus on at the moment. And I, I, If organized play, I think transitions to a spot similar to the old pro tour system, maybe I, ideally better than the old pro tour system. Cause that one, definitely not perfect. Uh, i would I would hopefully pursue that uh, very seriously that you know that was always um I've, I've told the story several times, but i I came close to like you know, making you know I was like two pro points away from silver and I had like nine months to get there and maybe if at that silver PT I could run well, I could make maybe make gold and maybe make a real run at like staying on the pro tour circuit mm-hmm. for a while. and uh, that was like right when they did away with the pro tour system, announced the MPL. And it kind of like knocked me out of the paper grinder mindset. And then I that's when I started to try Twitch. Um and I I it would be really cool to have a more like concrete focus goal like that than the trophy race. Um, but it's it's hard to like see that far into the future and say what the stream's gonna be like with with like just like the degree of uncertainty that's still out there. So maybe yeah. I can think of I've been trying, I've been trying to think of like different goal to have something else to work towards that's not necessarily being the top of the leaderboard um like potentially putting more weight on the (coughs) excuse me like the weekend tournaments somehow i think might be kind of cool um it's kind of hard to do that on twitch right because there's those weekend tournaments are so all or nothing Mm. um but that in in some ways that might even make it better right those those like weekend tournaments that you spike
2: yeah Yeah. I like, I feel like these, it's weird, these these challenges on the weekend, especially for Modern, they're not great EV, but they get a ton of people and they feel they feel kind of prestigious. People actually care about them and they're kind of a big deal. I feel even though the prizes are not amazing and the EV is kind of bad just because you've got a lot of the best players who play them. And I feel like in some ways that that can, kind of can keep you going as a streamer, just even if it's kind of, Short term, just focusing on you know next weekend's modern challenge, figure out the best deck list, being ready for that tournament. And you've got you've got the the mocks. Have you have you tried kind of tried a bit to qualify for the mocks, or is it too tough just as a modern player? Uh, like right
1: before I was streaming, and this is like you might not remember, but when when you rated me the first time, you recognized like my username because we played like a couple like mocks qualifier weekend matches, like two in a row on the same weekend. Okay. Um and so like back in that time frame I was trying really hard to qualify and I like got I got like very close twice that year and since then I haven't like seriously pursued it I haven't really gotten very close uh since but it that could be something to like look forward to in the future yeah
2: Yeah what about what about Arena have you considered trying to qualify for the Arena championships Um so the the
1: whole thing I I would do it if like maintaining an Arena collection wasn't you know such a nightmare maybe that's something to look forward Mm -hmm. into the future but it's it's like it's either like very very like expensive to maintain an arena collection or it's you know it uses a lot of your time and you know i don't have a a ton of extra time and so um it's it's kind of tough because if i were to transition the stream to arena right now it would be like a big drop off on viewers and it would also be like a big money commitment for me too Mm -hmm. so I, i think like at the moment it doesn't make a lot of sense to like Put the time and money into Arena. But if, if there is like a format on Arena that is really interesting and really cool, then I think that that would be like the motivating force to get me to play Arena. And if there is a format that's interesting and cool, I think that people would follow me over and watch me play some Arena too.
0: Do you have any opinion on, um, I guess this kind of relates to Pioneer because, you know, Pioneer and Magical Line isn't the most popular. I see a lot of people asking for Pioneer to go into Arena. Do you have like any opinion on like what what Watsi's meant to do with Pioneer and
1: kind of what do you think of the format really? <coughs> oh, I I don't know what Watsy should do with it. I have actually been watching some Pioneer content. I've been watching like Todd Anderson and Everos play Pioneer mm-hmm. and it looks it looks fun. One problem I have with it is is I don't know how deep the format is. Mm. Like it like I if I'm going to be like invested in, into a format like I really want there to be a lot of depth and ability to brew and try a lot of new things. And Pioneer might might be like that. But um It would just be something I'd have to explore. And so it, it seems it seems fine. It seems fun. I think I said the other day if I won the trophy race, I would play like a League of Pioneer
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> on stream Ooh. or something. But uh yeah, I know, big commitment. I don't know, it, it's I want Pioneer to be good. I obviously I would like that, you know, for every magic format to be good and and that you know, people you know, for for the players that those formats are interesting to, uh, those players can always you know thrive and enjoy that environment. The reality is, unfortunately, that I think at any given time only a handful of the formats are usually good. <laughs> but um, that that is the nice thing is that usually there are some good formats to dive into, and thankfully for me, modern's been pretty good for a while. I feel.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how much of it is a biased opinion, but I remember feeling like Pioneer was kind of a boring format gameplay-wise and a little too vanilla, a little bit too much of rehash standard. And I didn't especially love it. I haven't played it a ton recently, but it seems like some people are enjoying it. And some people think it would be a good solution for Arena, for people to reuse their, their old cards.
1: Yeah, I, I think so, too, because a long time people were like, well, how, how are they going to have Pioneer on Arena? Because Historic and Pioneer are basically the same format. But that's just, like, no longer true. <laughs> um, hmm. Historic is so is so weird now. And I You know, I think Historic is probably pretty fun. I think it's definitely embraced the identity of being really weird and having a lot of odd cards in there. And so I think Pioneer being a more structured aim format does appeal to some people. So maybe they those both formats could coexist on arena could be interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure cuz it's a weird task for WotC because it's like what do they move over and what do they keep and also the task <coughs> of putting all the cards onto arena but I I don't you know the magical line player in me says I don't want them to move everything over to arena but you know you never know. You never know if uh, one day they're just going to snap
1: their fingers and move, move everything to be honest. I personally feel like they should hire a, an outside company to make a new client that is, uh, you know, not Arena, not Magic Online. And, and and like the idea is that in the future, the digital play can be unified on one platform. This just seems so impossible for, uh, it seems so impossible for like Legacy Modern to ever be on Arena. It seems like yeah. something that will never happen. And you know, I've been I've been saying this for like two or three years now. And I, if they started two or three years ago, maybe you know it it'd be something feasible. But I think they should start today, tomorrow. Yeah, it's like I I think that 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 needs to happen. I think it's a really bad thing that like the new players who get into arena, this is like really like where the casual players go. They there's it's a it's not there's not like a good pipeline for them to become more enfranchised. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
2: just maybe more short-sightedness from Wizards. Um, And also, I think it's really hard to get invested into
0: the competitive scene as well as a new player because, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, just do your drafts, do your daily quests, but I don't really like that you kind of have to pay time to enjoy the game, right? Why can't we just start with enjoying the game? That's Yeah, I
1: agree.
2: Yeah. It's also kind of crazy that there's basically been no, no upgrades to arena, just, just, it's just the same to have events and new formats, but you know, you did the software. didn't really get better nothing. If anything, it got worse. I think there's more servers issues. There's the whole like sideboard thing that still hasn't been fixed. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's kind of, kind
1: of sad, I guess. Remember the first arena PT I played? My uh, round two opponent just didn't show up because there were so many, so many like technical issues. Yeah. Oh dang. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I just feel like they're always like ten steps behind. It kind of feels like it. Kind of feels like things that they do. (laughs) That's nice, but I feel like you should have had that six months ago. I mean, it's the it's the common complaints, you know. I, I'm not here to kind of recycle. We all know, you know, Spectator and the tournaments are bad and whatever. I just think I I'd really like your perspective of just make a new client. Like Arena's still in beta, so, <laughs> so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like you, could, they'll probably end up calling the new client Arena also, but it, it just needs to be new software, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but Huey will save everything. You'll single-handedly save everything. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Magic related I, I heard
2: he's <laughs> taking coding lessons
1: <laughs>
0: Nice <laughs> Okay Well I guess Should we kind of funnel into What we've been playing this week or Sure Yeah okay so I guess I'll start off I'm, It'd be I'm... like
2: yeah. one deck for me One deck for Harry 17 decks for Spike <laughs> Yeah
0: exactly
2: <laughs> now, Let's start with our one deck heat cherry. You go first
0: Yeah so you know I, I played some Blue Moon this week, just kind of trying to farm the, you know, the YouTube clickbait as normal. It D- didn't do well. I think I went like one in four, two and three, something like this. Um, but then, you know, as always, coffee- copied a Wafo Tapa deck. T- he played <laughs> Team of Control. I think I, I watched his stream. He was playing the challenge. I thought it looked really cool. You know, Ice Fang, Kodals, Ren and Sixes, and then you got your Counterspells, Charms, Cryptic Command, Jaces, and also four Time Warp. So I relayed the look of the deck, played it in a league, started off 2 0. Then I lost to, I lost three really close games. Um, I lost three matches where the third games were all really close. I lost to Amulet Titan. I lost to Orzov Stoneblade, which was like the grief ephemerate combo. And then I lost to, kind of embarrassing, this Jeskai land destruction deck where they played like 16 land, they play like four Dark Steel Citadel, all the artifact lands that come into play indestructible, and they were playing like a boom bust and whatever, they wrecked me. But even though I went two three with the teamer control deck, it was really, really strong. And I also was really surprised how consistently I could cast Time Warp when it was in my opening hand, when I top decked it. Um like with Renin 6 was really nice because of the load of lonely sandbars in the deck, as well as um there's the one Trium Triumph Cycle. So I found that, like, the deck list obviously has been really thought out because it's Waffle Tapper. Why wouldn't it be well thought out? And uh, I honestly can see myself playing this, like, with, uh, with the idea that I want to win in the future. And Waffle has three Os published on MTG Goldfish, so I just like this deck overall. Have, have any of
1: you played against this or seen the deck? Yeah, I, I played against Wafu, who's playing the, the deck, and I really like it. I think it's sick. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Gab? I haven't seen it. We used to play that deck when Mystic Sanctuary was around or something similar. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I guess I guess maybe the deck doesn't doesn't really need that card. Mm. No, I, I yeah. I I I've played a bit uh i played a bit of that blue white affinity deck I built. It's um a list I build inspiring myself from the historic version of the deck, the originally Aaron Girdler deck that plays um, Ingenious Miss and Thought Monitor, you don't get Urza Saga. You, you're missing some of the good cards. You don't have Thoughtcast on Arena in historic. And uh, I also knew that some people had done well was mono blue or the the neoform version. Yeah, so people have been playing Mono Blue Affinity with Frog Mites and Cranole Plating. Just kind of a aggro mid-range deck in some ways. It doesn't kill you super, super fast, but it starts hitting hard, obviously, with plating. And it has insane staying power. It can grind like crazy because you get the draw twos, you get Urza Saga. And um, I-, I went kind of in between. I wanted to play the white interaction, I wanted to play Portable Hole and S for Sentinel and also have the draw twos. It was a little tricky with the mana base because you don't want to play too many lands, but you also want to play four Urza Saga. You want to have blue and white early. You want to play as many artifact lands as you can. So I built it, figured it wouldn't be that great. Played for a couple leagues. I actually went nine and one. It was my first modern trophy after who knows how many leagues. I mean, not that I play a ton of modern, but I played some. So that was cool. I decided to, to give it a shot in the modern challenge. I went, I think, five and three. I struggled against Hammer Time. I wish I'd maybe play more Dispatch in my sideboard. I had two. I was thinking maybe I should have had just four. But um, put played in a league sense. Was the four Dispatch. Still lost to Hammer Time. I think I went two, three, or three, two. So kind of makes results lately. But no, it was it was cool. It was first time in a while that I had built something all different. That's uh, not just playing Living In or a Med deck or whatnot. So... It was nice. I'm not sure how great the deck is. It is. It is. It has been really good against Grixis Shadow. I don't know if sample size representative. Four and zero against Grixis Shadow. If people don't mess with your Urza Saga, it's just an obscene Urza Saga deck. You can basically always play it on turn two. Make a token. For a turn, you make a token. A lot of the time, you just get the Springleaf Drum, and of the Springleaf Drop, you, you Springleaf Springleaf Drum, you might be able to cast Thought Monitor right away. And just have huge tokens, and yeah, people don't deal super well with it. You have got portable hold for the creatures, uh, rebuke. You know, anytime you get to counterspell a uh, counterspell for one mana, that's that's good. So that's that's been me. I also played a, a bit of of living end, and that deck just always feels super solid. No matter no matter the hate, the hate's always going to be there, but it's maybe somewhat low right now. So. I, don't know, I, I was I was actually surprised you said living in super popular. I didn't realize uh, how popular it was right now. And yeah, maybe it's not a good idea to play it in the weekend uh, in the challenge this weekend. Might be like the last good weekend to play it. The I don't know. I feel like people I feel
1: like whenever living is popular, like there's like a week of complaining about how nuts living in is before they really start to play like the appropriate amount of hate. <laughs> uh the the other the other trophy leader benino Ne is uh is exclusively living end. i think i think that all 48 of their trophies are with living end and uh i think that's partially due to, that's i think that's partially why they're the uptick is because they've been you know a lot of uh tension from that
2: so is it just a super stock main deck was the ley line sideboard maybe
1: uh, I'm not sure exactly the list. I know I believe that they're active in the the Discord and they they play a few different versions. I think they play, a newer version they think is best for the current metagame. Yeah. But I think right now it's just like the stock list, Leyline, Cyborg. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've tried playing the version that plays the 11-11 trample and Bone crusher Giants and stuff, and maybe maybe my builds kind of suck because I don't I don't exactly net deck when I play the deck. I try a few different things, but that that deck never felt good to me. I always end up going back to the kind of stock list
1: yeah i I lost to that version in the top eight of a challenge a couple months ago yeah i think i was
2: watching you they just beat you down with like a couple bone crushers or something i think in (laughs) the game you're you're playing red black right i think so yeah 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 i kind of remember that game yeah so what about you spike what about well
1: Well, I've actually been like playing a lot. Well, actually, today I played a Lutri deck, which was uh, really fun. Collins Mullins has been raving on Twitter about this Lutri brew he has. It's just like four color, non green pile of just good cards, and it's you know Lutri the Companion that see you where you have to play all, you know a singleton deck, uh, you know no all unique cards, and um, actually lost against the Lutri deck play when I was like three and oh yesterday. <laughs> So I I just decided to take it for a league. I went I went three and two in the league. Uh, uh it was it was really really fun. I added a Gaea Drone to the list, the the Grixis Planeswalker, for fun, and I stole a Karn Liberated, and, and that's why I stole saw, saw an Ugin and of the Ugin, which was crazy. But um, as far as more competitive lists go, I've been playing a lot of a lot of Merktide lately, um, with main deck Fury, which I think I think the Furies are really really good in the as the flex spot in Merktide where. It's you know a very generically powerful card, of course. Um, it's really good in the early game to get your ragavans through where there's, there's a lot of games where you just go ragavan, fury click fury killer blockers, hold up counter magic. And then I've also like every time I've played Murktide in the past, I've just wanted my top decks in the late game to be a bit better. Because I, I found like with Merktide, it can be somewhat easy to just get like one for one out of the game. Um and like just be in a spot where you're top decking and like your blue, white or omnath's opponent's top decks are just better than yours. Uh, but Fury just being like a powerful at least like mid to late game top deck has been kind of nice. So I've been looking that list a lot. That's like what mo- most of my recent trophies are with. And I've also been playing some like Just Lotus Field, some like Bans Control, some bands like Wilderness Reclamation, a lot of different stuff.
2: Yeah. What What is the the deck you're the proudest of in this? Let's just limited in, to in I guess this, this last couple months. Yeah, the trophy race. Um. Probably the, the Jess
1: Guy Lotus Field deck. I haven't been playing a ton of it like the last two weeks, but I I probably have like six or seven trophies with the Just Guy Lotus Field control deck. Where like the Solitude and Fury are like absurd in that list where like you have such an inevitable late game that like the salt the pitch elementals um you a lot buy you a lot of time to get to the mental late game and then you also make so much mana that they're really easy to hard cast and so you're just able to like hard cast solitude hard cast fury hard cast solitude in the in the mid to late game and just kind of overpower any opponent um like that deck has kind of turned from like meme to dream i think from since before image 2 to post image 2 i think i
0: i've seen you play a lot of um dragon rage chandler trying to surveil a lot of value spells into the graveyard one being arc light phoenix i think that's kind of one of your pet oh, cards yeah. you know i think i think you also said like dragon rage <laughs> chandler is one of the best one drops or something like in burn as well If
1: oh yeah yeah i've been i've been playing uh burn with chandler over goblin guide and really really been liking that mm-hmm. i uh did a video deck guide for that for cfb too and it's like yeah i think chandler is actually like the best card in burn too like like Bobble Bobble is just good in burn in general, like alongside uh your your Swift Spears, I think mm-hmm. you're also a deck with a lot of instant speed cards and fetch lands. So bobble's like good card selection for you too. And then you have Luris as a companion. Like obviously it's good with your dragon rage's channeler, and then like the flying on Channeler is, is so relevant in a plethora of matchups to just race and fly over your opponent's creatures and in burn, like that, that card selection matters matters so much. Where like you play so many games where you just like need a top deck one burn spell and you can't do it. Like the surveil every single turn is so so important on the channelers that I mean, I've been really impressed with that deck too. Do you
2: want to co- do you want to comment on your attempt to rebrand burn?
1: Um. Well, it's it's really just a joke. Uh. But yeah. So I, it's just like. Start, it started off with me being interested in playtesting both Ragavan and Dragon Rage's Channeler and Burn, and my chat was just, like, joking about me playing Burn. They're like, well, I can't believe Spike's playing Burn, and then somebody in chat said this isn't Burn, it's life total control, <laughs> hmm. and uh, and uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's just kind of a funny yeah. joke, but... But then, but then, so I ended up deciding I didn't like Ragavan that much in, in Burn. I was fine. Obviously, it's it's Ragavan. It takes over some games, but it's like the cards you steal with Ragavan don't like don't really help facilitate your game plan in a lot of a lot of games. Surprisingly, um, I found so I, I found that it was just not something you really wanted to play. So people were like, "What do we call the deck now that it's that's not playing Ragavan? It's not Life Total Control anymore." And so somebody suggested Zap City, which is. Uh, <laughs> i think is hilarious that's what okay, we, we've not. been calling it zap city lately oh it's it's zap because there are more lightning themed burn spells than there are fire themed burn spells it's it's riff bolts lightning bolts lightning helix but as far as fire goes it's just lava spike and searing blaze so it just mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make a lot of sense that it's burn because there's more <laughs> it's more lightning yeah. than it is uh fire based
2: rip rip incinerate yeah. <laughs> And I know you keep track on Twitter. you post every trophy list. Do you keep more detailed stats? Are you a stats guy when um, it comes i'm to not
1: you? I'm not a stats guy. I kind of regret it a lot of people have been asking for the stats. It's also like i I do a ton of like brewing off stream um and so there's a lot of like there's a lot of like brewing and starting league and like changing like three or four cards like you know the, the tweaking cards some more um and so like the stats get really annoying to keep track of when you're doing that i feel because it's yeah. like this wasn't going that well but i think it was misbuilt so i changed three or four cards like it, you know my how much am i supposed to put in stock into like these these matches going well and then another thing is like the the metagame shifts so much and so quickly on magic online and it can be really difficult to predict that it's also like yeah, yeah, you you have like a week of results worth of data, uh, and that, that data is like almost immediately irrelevant. Or at least it's like well, just less relevant the more time you have removed from it. is It's kind of my problem with keeping like detailed records of like win rates and win percentages. It's just because like I'm changing cards so often, and the metagame shifts so much that I feel like that data isn't like super relevant. That being said, people have been really interested in it. So uh, if or if when I do the race again, I'll probably keep more detailed records.
2: Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, so, I heard you were. I heard and saw you were dropping sometime even at three and one, but yeah. I know today you were playing. I think when we played, you already had a loss. No, I, I think when we played, I was
1: one and zero. Um, I I think I dropped that league after. I I usually have been dropping at one loss, especially especially like seeing how much time like ginger and minino are, are uh, committing to the race it's like it's I, f- I feel like it's really really tough to uh compete with with them because i i really feel like they're putting more more hours than me where and it, it's hard for me to put as many hours in with like the channel fireball commitments specifically yeah. um so so i have been x1 dropping I, I know that ginger's been x1 dropping basically every league too i think that Benino is not dropping leagues, uh, but is just cracked and playing Living End, which is really well positioned. Um, I
2: I think is dro- also, sorry, Living End is also super fast.
1: Yeah, I, yeah that's definitely true.
2: Uh, you, you go through leagues in an hour and a half easily. And I guess yeah. Ginger has been playing a lot of Hammer Time. I'm assuming this deck goes pretty fast, even though some games can get grindy. Yeah,
1: I, I feel like Hammer Time is... At least when I've been playing hammer time, I feel like my matches are really long cuz your opponents play really slow cuz they have to like really consider what you might have and like how to play around it cuz hammer time is really hard to play around. Um, but yeah, I for a while I wasn't dropping at 3 and 1. But, like with the race being so close, it's like you get like so heated and emotional when you lose at 3 and 0 oh, and like you're so like desperate to get some momentum going that I've been dropping at 3-1 lately just trying to you know get the
2: the ball back on track. Yeah, because what's that's kind of how much is the that when you're free and one, how much that how much an Eevee is that fifth match worth? What's the mm, it's the worth price like between three one and four one? It's like 20 plant play points, is like two dollars,
1: like five chests. So if you win, it's what, like it's like 12, 15 bucks, which is like you know, like, it's you know, not too bad to play for, but so 50% of that is like.
2: If you have like slightly positive win rates, like seven bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's not even yeah, I guess it's not that big of a deal. Kind of adds up, but also Yeah. I mean like when you're streaming
1: too and you've got like so many people like watching and invested, like I feel like that collective interest is is worth more than the seven dollars Yeah. Me too.
2: We're actually talking a tiny bit about it on my stream today, and I was asking how, how people felt but because I figured it'd be good content, you know, and I know some people were saying. You know, they're a little a little I don't know about annoyed, but they don't love it that you, you drop so fast every time. I feel like it'd be a cool thing, just always getting like trophy matches, but I'm guessing yeah, overall yeah. people
1: like it though. Yeah, I it's not ideal. It's absolutely not ideal, but it's also what's tough about it is if, if you're not doing it, your competition is. You know what I mean? Like Ginger is X one like dropping and it's like as soon as one person starts doing it, I found this happened last race too. There's just no stopping. It, it's like once once you know one person is X1 dropping, as yeah. soon as you're playing out leagues at like 0 and 1, 0 and 2, it just it feels like you're setting time on fire. It's really rough. No, I, I M, agree about that. I was
2: M. I was thinking specifically maybe you no know, the three and one maybe, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I mean yeah, obviously you have to to drop early in the league. Okay.
1: So I did want to briefly talk about how the four-color Omnath decks maybe are going to come back into prominence in the metagame. Obviously, there's a a lot of different versions, a lot of ways to build these Dorian mid-range decks, but um, for, like, I feel like the last, like, two weeks or so, they've been not very popular. Uh, These decks are really good at beating up on Hammer Time and Shadow, which are, of course, two of the most popular decks in the format, but I think that they have been getting, you know, kept in check by a lot of like the tier two, tier three decks, like Elcher, Titan, Tron, the the more linear decks that aren't as weak to the creature removal. Um but they there there were two um it was it was both challenges were won by Blink or was it like two one one and one got like second place or something like that. Um something something along those lines. But I I do I do feel like these decks are in a really really weird spot. And like I how I mentioned that the the game is shifting a lot with like living and rising to prominence. I think that's not a, a great news for the, the four color blink deck necessarily. But uh, I think that when the dust settles, we might see this deck return back to like the number one spot. I, I feel like in like a week or two,
2: yeah. That's the deck Canister played basically forever. I'm not sure if that's yeah. still what he plays, but that deck has always always felt strong for sure. And yeah, it went one and two in one of the challenges this weekend. There was, there was a couple spicy lasers, an infect deck in the top eight, but uh, yeah, a lot a lot a lot of the same. A lot of Grixis Shadow, lots of Hammer Time. All right, should we should we move on to the Prices Right and Life on the Line?
0: Yeah, sure, that makes sense.
2: All uh, right, I is it? S- well, yeah. I was going to ask Spike if there's a card, but if you have a.
0: Well, I was going to say, you know, last time Spike was on the podcast, we weren't sponsored by Card Market. So do you know what we do for Life on the Line? Uh, yeah, we did Life on the <laughs> oh, Line Oh, sorry, last I'm, time. I meant uh, Price is Right. No, I don't know what Price is what that So price basically, is right again, we then. choose, like, any card, and we go on Card Market, and we uh, basically guess how much we think the card is in Euros. And then we take the okay. average price over the past 30 days, and the it's just the closest person to the price. It doesn't matter if it's higher <laughs> or lower. Wins. Um, okay. So, is there any particular car that you've had fun with over the past week? That, like, maybe Lutri, Lutri or or whatever it was called, maybe or.
1: Uh yeah. uh, yeah. I have no idea what Lutri is, so I think we should do, we should do that one. All okay. right,
0: and it's in euros, by the way. So if you think,
1: okay, of the let card... me, can, I, can I look at a conversion rate? From yeah, Euro of, course, to of course. Yeah, yeah, of course.
2: A dollar is like probably one ten euros or something.
1: It's uh, one point five USD to one. Yeah, one uh, Euro.
0: I've already got it. I mean, th- this card must be pennies. <laughs> right? so, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it's gonna be. It's
2: not a great one, but just, I yeah, guess so we can we can switch if it's like no. It's kind of fun. We get into nitty gritty. We usually round okay. it to euros, but I might be getting a little precise here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna count down,
0: and then we'll just all say our prices. So three. 2, seventy five cents. 88 cents.
2: Euros.
0: How much did you say, Spike? Point 0.2. 0.2? Point two point
2: okay. 20 cents? Wow. 20 cents, I, I, yeah. Did I overshoot it? I went 88 cents.
0: Oh my gosh. Wait. So the average price trend... Wait, it's point, it's 0.18 for the past 30 years. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. <laughs> 0.18, so he crushed it? So yeah, it was 20 you got your cents? 2
0: cents off. Wow. wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, congrats, Spike. You won it. Uh, and then now we do Life on the Line. I guess for those new listening, don't know what Life on the Line is? Theoretical tournament. Tomorrow, if you win the event, you live. If you lose, you die. Got to bring a deck. This for every format we talked about today. That's going to be uh, just modern. So I'm going to say, what deck am I playing with my life on the line? Hmm. Um... You know what? I'm gonna go with. I actually don't know. I'll go with Murktide. F it. I'll go with Murktide. I think. I think that's a pretty, pretty stock option right now in the format.
2: I'm just gonna go with Living End. It might not be the greatest deck in the format, but it's good, and I, I think I can play it well. So it's probably my best shot at staying alive.
1: Yeah, that's what I've been playing the most. Or oh, sorry, I've been playing a lot of Murktide lately too. I think that's what I would choose as well. Nice. Okay. Sick.
0: Well, I guess you know. This is towards the end of the episode. Spike, why don't you shout out where uh, everyone can find your content?
1: Yeah, on uh, twitchtv spike, Also, YouTube, Twitter, Aspiring Spike, and write uh, uh, articles and make videos for Channel Fireball too. Sweet. What about you, Gab?
2: Twitch.tv/yellowhat. Add Gab Nassif on Twitter. I've got a YouTube page, Yellow Hat, and also sponsored by CFB and. One video a week, not as much content as Spike, but
0: yeah. I'm the odd one out. Shout out to Card Market. (laughs) Let's go, baby. Card Market, shout out to them for sponsoring the cast. I ain't promoting nothing today. Just going to say thank you to Card Market for sponsoring us every week to overdo all this channel Fireball shout outs. We love you, Card Market. That's where I buy all my singles. I'm going to make sure to go pick up a playset of Tree after this, because why not? Anyways, if you did make it this far into the- A playset
1: of Tree is one or four. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh damn <laughs> well we'll never know you'll you'll have to see but um you know again spike thank you so much for coming on to this episode it was a pleasure to have you here man
1: thanks for having me guys
2: yeah thank you so much spike and um yeah thanks everyone for listening have a great week and take care yeah see you later everyone